Hello and welcome to Randy in Real Life. I'm your host, Randy Gudo. And today we're going to be talking about being rapture ready. There's an increasing interest in all things eschatology, which is the study of the end times. If you look on YouTube, you'll see a number of videos that are being posted and a lot of people on different podcasts are having conversations primarily about the rapture. And, you know, you can look at the rapture as, you know, is it pre-trib, post-trib? And and today I'm not going to really dissect tribulation, you know, um, millennialism, post-millennialism, pre-millennialism, or anything like that. I just want to talk about being rapture ready. If you're a Christian, today uh, I want to speak to you when I share quite a few scriptures. And I'm going to ask if you could just kind of hang with me today and not check out. I just recorded an episode, I think a couple of days ago, I, I published it on Millennials, Generation Z, Parents in the Church. If you haven't listened to it, you know, go check it out. And I'll, I'll be doing a little series on that. And I actually was not going to upload another episode this week, but I've been having some conversations with some pastor friends, especially my friend Paul Floyd. And um, you know, so my heart's just so stirred that today on this episode, it's going to be a little bit different. So rather than getting into some heated conversation or just looking at some differing views on the rapture, I want to talk to my fellow believers. If you're listening and you are not serving the Lord, you are not a Christian or you're backslidden, I definitely want you to pay attention too, because I think this could benefit you to hear what I'm going to say today. I want to read some verses, and I want to ask you some questions. And because it seems like no matter how excited we can get as Christians about the rapture or about the end times or the second coming of Christ, why does it seem like we're not really moved at all? We're, you know, and I don't want to get sidetracked right here. We are so caught up in the things of this world. We're so caught up in the anger we're so caught up with different movements right now, and we need to get to the Bible and get to the Scriptures and rediscover what it is to be a Christian. Now, in Matthew 24, we understand Jesus said some strong things. The Apostle Paul said some strong things. Peter said some strong things. John, obviously, of course, said some strong things about the end times. But today, remember, it's called Rapture Ready. Let me read some verses right now, and you'll hear me flipping some pages, so I'm not using like my iPad. I just, I have some scriptures I wrote down. I want to read them, and just, and just, we're going to go for it right now. So thanks for joining me. If you have a question while I'm talking or feel like there's something you want to be able to add to this conversation, why don't you shoot me a message at randy at randygudo.com, and I'd love to hear from you. In Matthew 24, this is what Jesus says in verse 3 through 14. Let me read this. It says, Now as he, talking about Jesus, sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. Now obviously when he's saying this, it's because it's very possible that you could be deceived. He's even speaking to his own disciples. Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. One of the things, and we'll see this on as we read some more scriptures, is that deception is going to be a huge, huge challenge 
to the body of Christ, to disciples of Jesus. And, and I feel like that I'm finding myself as I get older, becoming more increasingly um, attracted to the word disciples over just the word Christian. Anyone can have the label Christian, but are you a Christ follower? Are you a disciple of his? Are you just, you know, a smo, a Sunday morning only kind of person or just someone who you bear his name in title, but not in action? All right, let's keep going. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. That word many, we need to pay attention to that. Many will deceive many. One of the things about the last days is an era, which are the days we are living in, are uh, days of deception and many will be deceived. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. Now, we know that this has been going on for centuries, but right now there is absolutely a heightened sense of hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled. Listen, Christians, you don't need to be troubled. Stir it up. Stop being caught up in the things of this world. Jesus told us what was going to happen. He says, but see that you're not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Now, I don't have the time to do this right now. It's not the point of today's episode. But if we could do a study and show some um, real information, statistics about the number of earthquakes and natural disasters happening around the world over the last even 100 years or last thousand years, and then look at the last decade, you'd be so shocked to see such an amplification of things that are going on right now. Here it says, all these are the beginning of sorrows. I felt this in my in my spirit. I feel like I just heard this so clear recently that it's the beginning of sorrows. And that's where we are right now. Um, my daddy contacted me recently and said that he felt there was this word on the inside of him, and it was the word beginning of sorrows. And I said, wow, that's the, that's the second time outside of myself, daddy, that I heard that. Here he says in verse 9, he's talking to his disciples, then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You know, I was talking with David Ravenhill not long ago, and he said this word from Jesus to his disciples that they would be hated by all nations is not just exclusive to them, but it also belongs to us here in America that will be hated. We see that there is an increasing hostility towards believers today. And it says, and then many will be offended will betray one another, and will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. He who endures to the end shall be saved. I, I think you should write that down. I'm going to write it down right here while I'm talking. He who endures to the end will uh, be saved, shall be saved. I'm reading out of the New King James. I better get that right. Shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. As Christians, we have a mandate to preach the gospel of the kingdom in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the, then the end will come. Let's look down here in verse 29. All right, I'm going to skip around a little bit right now. It says, immediately, 
After the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they will gather together his elect from the four winds and from one end of heaven to the other. You know, you could be involved with any level of activism on the left or on the right. You can call it whatever type of justice you want to call it, social justice. It doesn't matter on left or right. You can be on the right side of history on the and on the wrong side of eternity. So this is so important. And right now there's such a diluting of what we are called to do as Christians right now, that we need to go back to the scriptures and look at this. This is so important. We need to get rocked right now. Are you rapture ready, regardless of when it's going to happen? Let's look in verse 36. But of that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. But as the days of Noah were, so also will the coming of the son of man be. For, uh, you know, and then it goes on, talks about Noah, some different things. And let's, we're going to skip down right now to verse 42. Watch therefore, because that's not the purpose of today's episode. Listen here. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. There's one thing about the rapture or the second coming of Christ, you know, depending on whatever your theological interpretation is, is, is this right here is that we won't know what hour his coming is going to be. He says this, but know this. Now, if Jesus is saying, but know this, we ought to know this, right? It's like in 1 Corinthians 12, where the Apostle Paul says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, my brothers, I would not have you be ignorant. And the very thing we're ignorant of today is spiritual gifts. (laughs) Here he says, but know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you also be ready for the son of man is coming at an hour. You do not expect be ready. All right, I'm writing that down too if you heard my pen pop. <laughs> Be ready. All right, we're going to talk about that probably in a minute here. Now, if you would, let's go to Luke chapter 21. And let me say this right now. We we are giving ourselves, you know, podcasts are a growing thing and um, you know, I uh, you know, a lot of people are loving hearing commentary, they're hearing people's thoughts and their conversations. And some people, because they don't have any unique thought for themselves, they don't spend time in the Word of God, they listen to podcasts or they listen to just preachers, and they allow them to think for them versus getting into the Word of God. And so today we have a increasing, um, you know, we, we can hear endless chatter, but we don't have, uh, you know, much depth to be able to receive just from the word of God, hearing the scriptures read, reading the scriptures ourselves. And we need to make some adjustments here. Look in Luke 21, 25 through 28. And there will be signs in the sun. This is Jesus uh, talking still. And of course, the entire word of God is Jesus talking. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring. You can say climate change. You can call it whatever you want to. I'm telling you right now, God is stirring some things up. So don't allow yourself to be distracted, uh, you know, and foolish concerning what God has explicitly communicated 
in his word. All right. Men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. There are some things that are coming on the earth. Not going to be nice. Look, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now, when these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws nigh. Or draws near. Um, so that's something important too. You ought to write that down too. You know, look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Look, I'm writing that down also. Look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. All right. You writing that down? All right. I'm writing it down. So. Look, I've really just wrote down some scriptures, and I have this on my heart, so I just literally sat down at my desk and hit record. All right, and hope, you, hope you're going to get something out of this. I think you can. If not, then you know, I don't know what can help you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Boy, is, where's my laugh thing? I don't know where my laugh thing is. I got a laugh thing on here. Hey, that's the cheering. Got this new little studio. There we go. All right, that's enough. All right, look, let's go to First Timothy chapter four. You know, you can sit around and have conversations about the world we live in, about America, about what's right, about what's wrong, but go to the Bible and see what the word of God specifically said here. It's the, listen, the words of men will fail. Kingdoms will fail. Causes will fail. There's one cause that will not fail. It's the cause of Christ. Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. What are you going to build your house on? You know, build it on his words. Be, be like a the wise man who built his house on the rock versus the foolish person who builds his house on shifting sand. Now, this is called the great apostasy. First Timothy chapter four, verse one and two. Now the spirit expressly or explicitly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith. This is what's, of course, called the great apostasy. There's going to be a number of people leaving the body of Christ, walking away from the faith. And why? Why is this happening? It says it right here. Giving heed to deceiving spirits. There's that word deception again. All right? We just talked about that giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, uh, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. We're going to see, and and we're seeing this already, that people's consciences are seared. So there are things that are happening immorally. There are things that are happening, just violence and just a number of things. And, and it's like people don't even care because their conscience is seared. They don't even feel anymore. And here it says that that those that depart from the faith, and we go back to this, because they're they're giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. You better know who you are in Christ. You better have a firm grasp and hold onto the word of God. Not in the coming days, but in these days, because we are in days of deception. They're here right now. I'm watching people just Leave left and right, left and right. Leave the church. And when I hear them talk, they sound so foolish. When I hear their reasoning, it sounds so foolish where I'm like, 
there's so much deception involved. And here's the thing about deception. You don't know you're deceived. Here's another thing is that this deception is not a philosophical deception, even though it may be, it may have that mask on. It's not a philosophical deception. It is a spiritual deception, deceiving spirits. It is demonic. It is ungodly. It is satanic and it must be broken. All right. So you need to pray and prepare yourself. Now let's get on to 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 3. And it's in, hey, we're coming almost to a close. In 2 Timothy chapter 3. And, and listen, while I'm reading these things, I want you to search your heart. I want you to check your heart. Let me ask you this question real quick. Are you excited and ready for the return of Christ? Or are you scared and nervous? Because if you're scared and nervous, you need, you, you, you need to make some adjustments. Because the believer in Christ, there's a dissatisfaction that should be inside of you because you know that this world's not your home. And there's a longing in your heart to be with Jesus because there, you, you, there's this air, you know, for you to experience that full completion is that day you're going to be united with him. We're here on the earth. We have a purpose, a destiny, a mission, and it's the cause of Jesus Christ. It's Matthew 28 to go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations, of all people. And so, and it's to get, you know, it's to endure the end to the end. It's to finish, you know, the work of while we're here, which is to bring the message of the gospel of the kingdom everywhere. All right. Second Peter chapter three, verse one through five. Listen to this. It says, but know this. I think we talked about that earlier. Do you know this? But know this, that in the last days, that's these days. Okay. Perilous times will come. Some translations say difficult and hard to deal with. You know, they say that Generation Z, I shared this on my earlier episode a couple days ago, or a few days ago, I can't remember, on millennials, Gen Z, parents in the church, is that Generation Z, that they're they're battling severe depression. And of course, a lot of it's tied into with their social media, their smartphones. It says here that here, the, here are these perilous times, these difficult days, difficult, you know, and hard to deal with. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. And look, sandwiched in with all these strong words is this one right here. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying its power. And from such people, turn away. From such people, turn away. Who are you running with? What kind of people are you running with? That's why I'm very cautious about what I align myself with. You look in the early church and see who they were aligned with. They were aligned with themselves in the cause of Christ. All right. Now let's go to 2 Peter. This is the last portion of scripture I'm going to read, and it's in 2 Peter chapter 3. And here's what it says. 2 Peter chapter 3. Let me see where I want to where I want to I could almost read the whole book, you know. All right. All right. Now, listen to this. We've read from the, you know, Jesus and the gospels. We've read, you know, the spirit of God speaking through Paul. 
And now we're hearing the speak the Spirit of God speaking through the Apostle Peter. Second Peter chapter three, verse one. Beloved, I now write to you this second epistle, in both of which I stir up your pure minds by way of reminder, that you may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, Savior. Knowing this first, here's that word knowing again, knowing this first, that scoffers will come in the last days. These are mockers, right? Scoffers will come in the last days. That's these days that we're living in right now. Walking according to their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this, they willfully forget that by the word of God, I really want y'all to pay attention right here because as I'm closing up, this is actually the, the passage of Scripture that was burning in my heart that made me want to record this episode real quick. It says this, For they, this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the word that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved, reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. That word perdition means destruction. They're reserved for fire. This, The heavens and the earth. All right? This earth right here that, that we're fighting to want to preserve, it ain't going to be preserved. Now, that doesn't mean act foolish and just pollute and be dumb. But this, this, there's no yanking to help this earth. I'm sorry. There's a day coming where the same thing's going to happen to this earth. Listen, it's going to be um, uh, reserved for fire until the day of judgment and the destruction of ungodly men. Verse 8, But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. So in the mind of the Lord, it's only been a couple of days since the uh, Holy Spirit fell on the day of Pentecost. All right? So that's why it's the last days. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us. Are you glad? Are you glad that the Lord is long-suffering towards us? We have so little patience with people. We have very little grace and mercy for others. But aren't you glad that the lack of mercy and grace you have for others and the lack of long-suffering you have for them is not the, the measure the same by God? He's long-suffering towards us not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Let's keep reading these words right here. Verse 10, but the day of the Lord. Now, I would love to talk some time about the day of the Lord, but, you know, just bookmark that for us for a little bit. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. Hmm, who else talked like this? Jesus, right? Do you remember that? In which they, it will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. It's going to burn up, people. This earth is going to burn up. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, all right, now we're fixing to shift, guys, into into totally being rapture ready. All right, listen up. Therefore, they say anytime there's a therefore, you should see what it's there for. Since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, 
looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Man, it's just like all through chapter 3, it's talking about what's coming to this earth. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Let's, let's, we're going to read just a few more verses. Therefore, beloved, then we're going to hit on them all and we're going to close. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, are you, let me ask you this, are you looking forward to these things? What are you looking forward to when you wake up in the morning and you grab your phone? What are you looking forward to on, on Facebook? You just looking forward to a fight? You looking forward to some conversation? Are you just looking forward to just be controversial? Are you, are you, are you looking forward to being wealthy? Are you looking forward to a pay raise? Are you looking forward to pleasures on this earth? Here it says, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless and consider that the long suffering of our Lord is salvation. Oh, I just love this. Even um, as also our beloved brother, Paul, he's talking about the apostle Paul, according to the wisdom given to him has written to you as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction as they do also the rest of the scriptures. I wish I could talk about that, but it's, you know, I'm really geeky and I'd love to get sidetracked on what that scripture actually meant right there. But let's keep reading the last verse right here. Last couple of verses. You therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, there's that word again, know this, beware, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. I may actually write a little blog post on this little article or something tonight. I don't know yet. We'll see. If I can't sleep by midnight, I'll maybe I'll write. <laughs> I'm being serious. Okay. So how do we be rapture ready? Let's just talk about that for a minute. Here are some ways to be rapture ready. First, I'm going to go back to what Jesus said. He said this, right? He who endures to the end shall be saved. One of the ways to be rapture ready is to endure. And endure is not something that happens within your own strength because of how great you are. It's because your life is hidden with Christ in God. You know who you are in Christ. You know who you belong to. You fast yourself to the word of God. You live in the place of prayer. Your dependency is on him. You're not attached to the things of this world. You're not caught up. The Bible says, don't love the world or the things in the world. The world speaks of this world's system, its customs, its way. You're not involved with the culture of this world. The culture of the kingdom trumps the culture of this world right now. And so you don't get caught up. You don't get distracted. You don't get deceived, but you endure to the end. That word that you're going to endure means this. It means you're going to have to resist and you're going to have to fight through some things. You got to endure. So the absence of a fight that, you know, um, you know, doesn't, I'm going to say that wrong. Expect a fight, expect a battle, expect some challenges. You're going to have to endure. There's no such thing as enduring. If there's no fight, there's no such thing as enduring. If there's no battle, but make sure that what you're fighting and battling is legitimate, that it's spiritually legitimate, and that you're not deceived by demonic spirits. All right? And and so, because he who endures to the end shall be saved. That's one way that you are, you're rapture ready. And again, whether that's pre-trib rapture, or you're going to walk through the tribulation, and then that's when the return of Christ is. 
you be ready by being willing to endure to the end. Okay? And next is, is just to be ready. Jesus says, you don't know what hour. He's coming. So you better be ready. So be ready. Be prepared. Are you ready? You know, I played, um, you know, baseball was my favorite sport growing up. And so, I, I, you know, a second base relief pitcher and center field. As I got older, I just loved catching fly ball, so I loved being in center field. But we'd have this thing, get ready. And when you get ready, that means you just kind of squat. You put your, you know, your glove on your left knee and your, and your hand, you know, on your right knee, or you just kind of, you're in ready position because when that ball gets hit, you're going to be ready to go left, go right, go down, go up, and, and catch that ball. Be ready. You better be ready and be in position, you know, because something's going to happen at any time and you are prepared. What was that other passage of scripture we read? Look up and lift your heads. This was Jesus also in Luke, because your redemption draws near. Are you looking up? Are you lifting up your head while everyone else has just got their head all buried down in the quagmire of the corruption and the deception on every side? Huh? Are you are you of this world? Or are you from a different world? And so you're lifting up your head, you're looking up and you're lifting up your head because your redemption is drawing near. Listen, when that day comes, you're going to say, no, 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 leave me right here because I have to continue to fight this injustice. No, come on. We have a different fight that we're called to fight, and it's to advance the gospel of the kingdom. As the gospel of the kingdom advances, guess what? It eradicates the corruption in people's hearts. Only the gospel of Jesus Christ and the gospel of the kingdom can truly transform. We are. This is a spiritual issue right now across the whole world, not just here. And if you listen to some people ranting on Facebook or just watching the news, you know, or the news about what's going on in America, you think that America's got the biggest problems in the world, but guess what? There are problems all over the world. All right, that 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 are just disgusting and they're gross, they're they're satanic and they're demonic. But as believers, we have a mission. Okay. How do you prepare yourself? How are you rapture ready? Here's another right here. Let's go to what we just hit on right here from what the apostle Peter said, and this is where we're going to this is where we're, we're closing right here. It says here that since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be? Let me ask you this question. What kind of person are you? If you belong to Christ and if you're a disciple of his, first I want to ask, why are you more acquainted and familiar with the crap going on today than you are with the purity of the word of God right here. He says here, what manner of, what kind of person ought you to be? What kind of person are you? In holy conduct and godliness, there are denominations that are changing the meaning of scriptures or just ripping them from the Bible. You know why? Because the culture, the culture of this world today, they want to edit delete and adapt the word of God to fit an ungodly culture. And there are people who are calling themselves believers. They've reduced Jesus down to just Jesus just loves everybody. And they don't have any um, understanding that he is also the righteous judge. And there's a day coming soon where he's going to appear, the son of man in the clouds of glory, surrounded by angels, okay? And it's going to be on. And so where will you be on that day? Because then it's over with. That's it. That's it. So it says here, here's how you're rapture ready. 
that you are prepared and you are in holy conduct and godliness. Another way you're rapture ready is that you're looking for it. You're looking for his return. It says here, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God. That means this, if we can hasten it, that we can also delay it. What is the way that we hasten, that we speed up the Lord's coming? It's by obeying the great commission and being obedient disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ that we expand the gospel of the kingdom. Here's how we're rapture ready also, and we'd read it earlier. See, I love, I, I think that when we give points and we preach and we give different points, that those points and those little bullets ought to be actual scriptures and the application of that scripture. Here's, here's how we're rapture ready right here. Be diligent to be found by him in peace without spot and blameless. Look, are you in peace right now in him? And are you without spot and blameless? You better look in your house. You better check up on your house. That means you. Are there patterns of immorality in your life? Because you better be spotless and blameless. Without spot and blameless, are you walking in holiness? Hmm? What is your conduct like? Are you looking up and lifting up your head? Huh? Are you are you enduring to the end? Let me let me close by saying this. In Revelation, um, I've I've taught years. God, I don't know how long I've taught on the seven churches of Revelation. There are a few things about these churches. There are only two: the Church of Smyrna and Philadelphia, that did not get a rebuke. Every other church, the other five churches, got severe rebukes from the Lord. But every single church, including Smyrna and Philadelphia, Smyrna was the persecuted church, every church, he said this at the very end, to him who conquers. And then there's a reward right there. You ain't a conqueror if you ain't ever, if you ain't conquering nothing. And there's some things you're going to have to conquer. And especially in these days, you better conquer deception. You better do that by staying very close to the Lord, staying prayed up, staying in the word of God. And staying in fellowship with believers who are doing what? Staying close to the Lord, praying, and staying uh, and hugging them scriptures. You better check your company, find out who you're running with, check out who you're who you're running with, and you know because you may find one day when He returns that everything you've been giving yourself to was not from Him, and you don't even know Him. He said, "Many will say to Him in that day, Lord, Lord, who will not enter the kingdom of heaven?" Many. That should that should that should trouble us. And create an urgency in us, right? Let's get rapture ready. Let's be conquerors. Let's look up and keep our heads up, knowing that our redemption draws near. Let's endure. Let's stop being sissies, baby Christians, shouting the loudest. If you're if you're full of wisdom and you're really walking with God, your words are going to be measured. Your words are going to be few. Mm. Woo. So many things I want to say right now. Hey, my heart's on fire, and I hope that this episode has made sense. I'm going to publish it anyway. I'm tempted just to delete it and say I just had to get that off my chest, but I'm just excited. I'm probably going to go ahead and publish this. So I hope you enjoy it. Let me know if you do like it. And next week, I'm going to have another episode on, you know, millennials, Gen Z, parents, church. I'm going to, I'm going to, 
I'm not sure I'm going to call it all that, but I'm going to talk about this generation because I believe this generation of millennials and Generation Z are wild people. God's going to use them to do ridiculous things for the kingdom. And a lot of them are going to abandon that, you know, a lot of these, you know, fake, you know, movements that are not orchestrated by the Spirit of God. And and they're going to be hated by those movements, hated, you know, because the kingdom doesn't is not diluted. The kingdom... Um, you know, has one thing in front of it. And so, um, yeah. It, it, anyway, share this with some of your friends and family. And next week, in addition to the episode where we talk about this generation, um, I have a conversation with a friend. I'm going to have some different pastors over the next weeks. We're just going to talk about some end time stuff and just have a blast. So share this, subscribe to this podcast. If you haven't, leave me a review. And hey, if you want to support our ministry, which includes, of course, this podcast and different writings, then head on over to my website at randygudo.com and you can you can support us by giving online right there. It don't matter, five bucks or five thousand. <laughs> Just kidding. But you can give anything or give nothing. Still gonna love you, praying for you, and let's be ready.